one of Texas A&M's top transfer portal targets just cut his list of schools down to two, including the Aggies. You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on into Locked On Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefaniak. Thanks for making Locked On Aggies your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. So today we're going to talk about four transfer portal targets that the Aggies are after, some harder than others, but these are four guys that I really like that I think could potentially play for Texas A&M next season. The first guy I think is the most exciting, potentially could be the most exciting get of the entire portal period for the Aggies if they were to land this guy, which is Colleen Lacey, the wide receiver out of South Alabama. Last season, 91 receptions. 1,316 yards and seven touchdowns. So this kid, I mean, the tape on him is truly incredible. I really like this kid. This is a guy, and y'all know how much I love Moose and Noah Thomas and Jade Walker. This is a guy that I think could come in, I really do think could come in, and start like, like, the, like that. I'm, now it'd be a fight. He would have to fight for it. I'm not saying he'd walk in and start, but I think I could see a world where that happens. I mean, that's how good this 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 guy is. Um, everybody wants him, but he just released his final two schools, which included Texas A&M and Louisville. It sounds like Louisville is going to get the last visit, which I never liked that. Um, I never liked that because it's just like, you know, recency bias and you're there and you feel good about it. And uh, But, I mean, at the end of the day, when you look at the uh, tape on this kid, it, it, he he's an SEC-ready player. I, 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 there's no debate to that. I, I think sometimes we are super quick to, you know, Sometimes these players don't transfer well to the SEC. But then you have like a Jade Walker who comes from not even, uh, not you know what I mean? He comes from a D2 school and is a beast last season. So you don't have, it's not where you come from. It's, you know, what you can turn into when you get here. And and this Lacey kid can, can ball. I mean, really, this kid can ball. I, I think there's a world where, like I said, I think he could walk in and potentially start for this team. I I think that if if he didn't think he he could, he could start for this team, I don't think he'd be coming. Because frankly, you know, at the end of the day, I would just go to Louisville and start if I didn't think I could start at Texas A&M. Because he's like, you know, he wants to get to the NFL. You go have a have a good season this year at um at Louisville at Texas A&M. That becomes much more realistic than at South Alabama. So. 
you know, I hope the Aggies land this kid because he is a really good football player. I think he comes in, even if it, even if it's not in a starting role, he's going to come in and help you. He's going to come in and help you in some capacity. So it'll be interesting to see how this visit goes with Louisville. Um, we'll see if the Aggies get him. I think that he's a guy who can really help you right off the rip. So I like him. Good football player, good stats, good numbers. This guy can ball. And I think the Aggies, if they can get them, it really makes his football team better. The next guy I have is someone who Texas A&M just offered yesterday, but that would be defensive lineman Joey Slackman, the former Penn Quaker from the Ivy League. He was a first-team All-Ivy League selection and an FCS All-American. This guy, okay, this dude can play football. I mean, tape on this guy – as much as I love Lacey's tape, and I, you know, it's not often that I'm I urge y'all to go watch some tape, but go watch some tape on Joey Slackman. Monster. Really, really incredible football player. Um, it, it sounds like the Aggies are a little bit late to the party on Slackman. I think he's got he, he's got a visit to Auburn coming up. He already took a visit to Florida, but I don't. You know, one thing I've noticed this portal period is it seems like some players are kind of rushing decisions and some players are taking their time and saying, hey, I'm in the portal. I got time. I'm fine where I want to go. So Slackman is a guy. Hopefully you can get him to take his time because I this is a guy who can come in. Is he Walter Nolan? Is he Fadil Diggs? No. But he comes in and he, you know, fills a hole of a couple of the players you've lost to the portal being one of the best defensive linemen, I think, in the entire portal based on tape. I mean, um, and a lot of people say, well, and this is where we have the technique decision discussion. A lot of people say, well, you know, I mean, um, he played at Penn. Like, how is that going to translate to the SEC? The technique's there. This dude is strong. He's a decorated wrestler. He's just a strong guy who can throw people around. He's got good technique. Got a quick first step. I really, I mean, he can get pressure on the quarterback at you know his frame. I believe he's six foot five, three hundred pounds. Um, this dude can play football, and I think the Aggies need to put the full court press on him because right now, if I had, I, I would lean toward him going elsewhere. But man, if you could get him, this this would be a huge get for the Aggies. The next guy I have is McKaylin Pounders, which, I mean, you can talk about a great offensive line name like James Beef. That's not a real person, but, like, that'd be a great offensive line name. Pounders is a great offensive line name. So Texas A&M offered, I believe they offered him yesterday as well. Let me double-check on that. I want to see exactly when they offered him so we know that we're Yes, it was a day ago. Um, Same guy here. I mean, he has gotten some – he entered the portal on the 7th. He has gotten a ton of interest since entering the portal. Uh, Let's see some of the schools that have reached out. Auburn, Texas A&M, Oklahoma State, Mississippi State, Washington, South Carolina, Arkansas, uh, Florida, Missouri, Ole Miss, Tennessee. You know, you get it. He's he's a, a hot commodity in the portal. And it sounds like some of the early schools, Auburn, 
I got a visit and somebody who's um, in Mississippi State's getting a visit. I think getting him in for a visit would be great. I like the tape on him. Um, he, the PFF grade for at Memphis wasn't perfect. It was a 63.3. He graded out of the 55 in the run game and a 70 in the in pass protection. But um, six foot five, two hundred ninety. I think this this guy'd have to. I think I'd like I'd like to see him put on a few pounds to be kind of SEC ready. But I think you could do that. I, you know, it's not. I wouldn't have a ton of concern there. But once again, I think that you know Mississippi State and Auburn. Those are the two schools that have gotten visits so far. I always lean there um, when I when I see that. But I mean, you know, the Aggies offered late. Hopefully, they, if and if they put the full port, full court press on, I think they could land them. It just depends if how bad the staff wants them, how bad you know are they going to go after them. That's what what it's going to come down to. So um, it'll be interesting to see if the Aggies get a visit from from Pounders. I think you could potentially see that, but we'll have to we'll just have to wait and see. But this kid can play, and I think he could he could be SEC ready relatively soon with a little bit more, a little bit putting on 10 pounds of muscle, which is very doable for these division one athletes. We're going to talk about uh, one more player in the portal that the Aggies are going after. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the 2024 season again. And I kind of want to, you know, take another stab at next year and, and talk about, the schedule and see if I can change some people's minds. So we will do that coming up right here on Locked On Aggies. First, I got to tell you about our wonderful friends over at Game Time. Game Time is the best place to go get tickets. What I love about Game Time is that a lot of places, you know, a lot of these companies, they want, they're in the business of making money, you know. Game time, it feels like they're in the business of making people happy and getting them to the events they want to go to. We all want to go to ball games. We all want to go to concerts. We all want to go to comedy, right? The best way to get your tickets to those things is game time. Whether it's last minute, whenever you get them on game time, the tickets are, they give you the best deals because they care about saving people money. You know, we, we all get joy from these things, from going to a sporting event, from going to a concert. You know, you don't want to, if you want to go see Zach Bryan, I don't want to spend $7,000 to do it. Game time, make sure you don't pay a ton of money. They save you money compared to their competition. You got to check it out. I promise it's worth it. I love this company and I love this app. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. Game Time app. Promo code locked on college for $20 off your first purchase. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So the next 
And last uh, portal player that we are going to discuss is um, Jermod McCoy, the corner from Oregon State, a beaver. I love the beavers. I think that's a great um, mascot up there in Corvallis. Beautiful place. I've always wanted to go up there in Oregon and do a little bit of fishing. But um, another good player. This is a guy I think if I had to rank the chances I think the Aggies have of landing these four players, I would probably go one Lacey, two McCoy, three Pounders, four Slackman. Um, so I think there's a legit chance that McCoy was, you know, could be could play at Texas A&M. It's a position of need. We we all know that. And he's talented. I like to tape on him once again. I think he's a guy who could come in and start. Um, I know what I'm curious. Let me know in the YouTube comments y'all's thoughts on this. Um, for those of you that have watched tape on McCoy, how do you feel? Who, who, who do you like better? Will Lee, the player already committed, the corner already committed to Texas A&M from Kansas State following Coach Colin Klein, or McCoy? Let me know that in the comments. I'm very interested to see y'all's thoughts on that. But I think there's a legit chance. It sounds like he's got an A&M visit coming up. I um, I think it said next week. This says Oregon State transfer. Um, Jamal McCoy is set to visit Texas A&M next week. But what is that? What is next weekend? Oh, here you go. It says on Friday. Oh, so I think maybe today. Yeah, I think he's in. He's in. I think he is. Unless he canceled it, which I didn't see that anywhere on Twitter, I believe he's in. He's in for a visit, so that's great to hear. Um, I mean, this guy's gotten offers. I mean, Washington, Oregon, Michigan State, Utah, Louisville, Houston, TCU, Texas Tech, Auburn, A and M, Ole Miss, Arkansas, USC. This guy's gotten offers. Oklahoma, Florida, Tennessee, offers from all over. So. And he hasn't post, no one's posted anywhere that he has canceled a visit. So according to this report, he should be on a visit right now, unless something changed, which if it has, I haven't seen that anywhere on Twitter or anything. Um, but this kid can ball, and I'm I'm excited to see if the Aggies can land him because he's a really good football player. And I think him and Will the Blanket Lee really do fix your issues in the secondary, some of the some of the issues from last season and some of the players that you lost to the portal. So yesterday, as you everydayers know, we ran through the 2024 schedule. Now that we know, like, you know, the way it's laid out, not just the opponents. And I talked about ceiling and floor. And there were some, um, and Dez had some great points. Dez uh, comments a lot, which I appreciate him. He always has a ton of um, great stuff to say. He was commenting yesterday, disagreeing with me a little bit. Which I, I, you know, like I said, when I was discussing this yesterday, I knew people would disagree with me. And, you know, he was talking about how coach, you know, with a first year head coach, the turnover with the roster, that the ceiling that I thought was possible, he, you know, he doesn't see that being possible. So I think it's a, it's a fair and great point. I kind of want to make my, um, you know, kind of response to that and, and talk about my thoughts to that. But let's do this. Let's read the co the exact comment and kind of talk about. Um, so he said 11 to 1, 
So AM is going to have one of its best seasons ever in a transition year. Um, and then a funny thing about um, so four or five wins, seven, eight wins max transition year. So my thoughts there to respond to that. I think, you know, and one thing I should have added, which is funny, I was actually on a different show yesterday talking about some other SEC-related things, and I think that all we can do right now is I can project where I think the roster is going to be. Um, SEC rosters will be next season. And when you look at Texas A&M's 2024 schedule, there's a whole bunch. I want to pull the uh, the schedule up again because I've already um, uh, forgotten. Here we go. So, like for example, Flo- I mean at Florida, tough place to play, but I, I don't think, frankly, I think Texas A&M will be a better football team next year. Same with Mississippi State on the road. Same with South Carolina. Auburn will be close, but I still think Texas A&M will be a better football team next year. Um, and if I'm off on that, you know. And, and that's kind of my, my point is it's hard to project these things right now because there's going to be injuries and roster turnover and stuff that we just don't even really know. So my, my response would be in this new world of college football, we know that you can flip a roster around quickly. We know that Mike Elko walked into a better situation than many head coaches have with the talent on this roster, despite losing a handful of players in the recruiting class on the roster, if he's able to salvage, you know, 40%, 50% of this talent, bring in some guys in the portal, this can be a really good roster. And I think Mike Elko has proven, unlike Jimbo Fisher, that he can get more out of less. And, and and right now I think he can, you know, it'd be getting more out of more because I think he's got a, he's going to have a talented roster. Even though you've lost talent, I still think there's a world where this is a top 15 roster in college football. And at the end of the day, you know, 24, I believe 24 7 sports will put out a blue chip ratio next year. Talk about here that based on blue chip ratio, the top, the 18 teams that can win the national championship. And I think that AM is going to be one of those teams. So do I think that AM is going to go 11 and 1? No, I don't. Do I think that that is a legitimate ceiling? I do because I think this schedule is so manageable at the end. I mean, we don't, we, we don't know what these teams are yet. So once again, I want to add this because the ceiling is 11 to one right now does not mean the ceiling is 11 and one in three months for me. If LSU or Arkansas or miss, you know, someone lands this crazy good portal quarterback and has a great portal period. And you go, Ooh, I don't, feel good about going to play Florida on the road. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's the ceiling will change every month to me, just based on what these other teams do in the portal. But looking at where these rosters are right now and the question marks around Texas A&M's opponents and knowing that you get your all of your most difficult games at home, I do think it is legitimately possible to reach the ceiling. I mean, what I'm saying is, and I saw this on Twitter yesterday, and I think it's a great, a great point. If you look at this schedule, knowing based on the home and away, there's not one game. I wish I could give credit to whoever tweeted this yesterday, but there, um, there is not one game on Texas A&M's schedule 
where they're going to be a, a touch, a more than a touchdown dog. You know, I mean, Notre Dame at home, I bet that's like a five point line. You know, it's going to be a slim line, even Texas at home. That's different. I'm saying if I had to project lines right now, I'd say something similar, maybe a touchdown line there. Um, you know, LSU at home, my three points. Like, that's what I'm saying. I, I, all of these games are going to be close. Last year, AM lost every close game. Could Mike Elko win close games? That's what we don't know. So, um, you know, I, that's a, it, it's a fair point that Des made in the comments. Fair points. I don't disagree with anything he said. And I get what he's saying. Like, I, I get the thought there. Uh, um, but I, I just, so that's kind of what I'm saying. You know, I think that where the SEC's at right now, just based on my knowledge of the conference as a whole, I think you could argue that if Texas A&M wins the games they're supposed to and steals a few at home, that 10 wins is very possible and 11 and wins in a crazy universe on the moon could happen. But I mean, 10, like legitimately. And I know, like, so once again, like, I know it sounds like, oh, this guy just thinks his team's always going to win. I get that. No, I, I do understand how that comes off. But looking at this, I don't know how you can go, okay, they take care of all their road games. Auburn, South Carolina, Mississippi State, Bowling Green. They beat McNeese. They beat Bowling Green. They beat New Mexico State. There's seven right there. You take care of Arkansas, and you go, huh, can they steal two of these four games? Missouri, LSU, Texas, Notre Dame. I've talked about how LSU, I think I think they'll be good next year, but will they be as good as they have been? Missouri was it a one-hit wonder. Um, Notre Dame, they're always overrated. Texas, really good football team, really good football team. I think the only way you beat Texas is it's a rivalry and it kind of just close the whole way and you sneak one out at home. But, I mean, I think that that's kind of my argument. So those that disagree with me on that, once again, keep – I want this to continue to be back and forth. I think it's a great conversation to talk about the ceiling and the floor. But, um, yeah, let me know thoughts on that in the comments. I'm very curious. Um and, you know, Des was, was um, assuming he's back in the comments today. He was great back and forth with people with sharing his thoughts and just incredibly insightful stuff. So um, hopefully he's back to, uh, today on Friday and we can have more of a discussion about this. But, Des, those are my thoughts. So if you're listening, let me know your response and thoughts there. I appreciate you being here, buddy. So now we are going to talk about what Texas A&M needs to do if they want to hit their ceiling and what they need to do if they're going to hit their floor. And we'll talk about that coming up right here. Unlocked on Aggies. But first, I got to tell you about our friends over at Prize Picks. So, Prize Picks is just the most fun thing to do. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, Austin Eckler had a really bad night for me last night. It was a bad night for anybody associated with the Chargers. Obviously, I'm not, aside from owning Austin Eckler and two of my fantasy teams that are in the playoffs. And he hurt me, he ripped my heart out. My dad is making fun of me. I'm playing him in the playoffs, and this is not a good time. So, assuming I lose in the playoffs, which is the way it's looking now, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go play prize picks because it's a ton of fun. Those of you that are with me, lost in your fantasy playoffs, I get it. Well, you haven't lost yet, but you could be on the way like me if you had Austin Eckler. And, hey, prize picks is a ton of fun. They give you a number. They say higher or lower. They'll give you passing yards. And you, you click higher or lower. If you would have taken lowers on Austin Eckler, you would have been a happy human being yesterday. 
Price Picks is a ton of fun. I love using it. You have got to go check it out. Go to pricepicks.com slash college and use code LockedOnCollege for a first deposit match up to $100. That's pricepicks.com slash college for a first deposit match up to $100 when you type in promo code LockedOnCollege. So the path, I think, to the ceiling for this Texas A&M team, it, it's pretty simple. Um, I think thing one is you got to go in, in the portal, you got to pick up some dominant offensive linemen. Or however you do it, whether it's it, you can uh, develop the players in your roster, that's fine. But you have got to have a better offensive line next season. I talked about the importance of offensive lines so much, so much here on Locked on Aggies. And it's everything. If you don't have an offensive line, you can't be successful. I talked about I don't care how good your quarterback is, how good your running back is, how good your receivers are, tight ends. If your offensive line can't give the quarterback time and can't create holes for your running game, none of it matters. Everything starts and ends with the offensive line. You have to have a good offensive line. So that is number one from path to, to the ceiling for this team. And then the next thing I have here is Colin Klein is elite. I think Coach Colin Klein, if he is, if he becomes an elite offensive coordinator, the the sky's the limit for this team. I just I think he's a young and up and coming guy. He's going to be one thing I would tell you. I don't think Coach Colin Klein's going to be here forever. I'm hoping that. You lost me for a second. Sorry about that. The internet just went out. I was really weird. But um, hopefully I'm back. Coach Colin Klein, I think, is going to be a coach that is here for a while um, and is successful. And then when it inevitably, inevitably, you know, he's going to move on to a head coaching job somewhere, that's how good of a coach he is. And then the last thing I have here is to just develop talent as a whole. You have got to develop the talent on your roster. Have to. If you don't develop the talent on this roster, we're going to be in the same situation as last year, but I think Coach Elko is going to be able to do that. I think he will be able to develop the talent on the roster. Path to the floor is, you know, Coach Elko prove he's not really going to develop talent, kind of like the flip side of that. I think the other thing is losing Terry Bussey. I mean, just what we saw from him the other day – this dude is going to be a star in college. I'm convinced there is no changing my mind on that. He is going to be an absolute monster. So you can't lose him. You just can't. And then I think is if you don't, you know, bring in some offensive linemen from the portal, wherever, you have to have some offensive linemen if you want to succeed next season. You have to have some talented ones. So I think those are the path to the ceiling and the floor. And we'll have a more in-depth conversation on that. But that is going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Aggies. I'm I'm sorry I just cut out there for a minute, but with me recording in the morning, you know, I have to. Um, I don't know what happened there. That was really weird. Internet went out. That hasn't happened in a while. But like it literally shut off and came back on. So sorry about that. Hopefully it was quick. Hope everybody has a great rest of your Friday. Appreciate you tuning in this week at Locked On Aggies. Thank you for being here. Let me know thoughts on our conversations today in the comments, and we will see you on Monday.